What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be finishing up my week 12 start sits, going through the uh, tight end position. So listing every fantasy relevant tight end as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below. I've talked about it in all my other videos, but this is going to be the uh, last piece of content for this week, starting up with the uh, normal schedule next Monday. Just going to be taking the rest of the week off to uh, spend time with my family for Thanksgiving. But if you guys do have uh, questions later on in the uh, week, I will still be monitoring the comment sections and getting back to everyone. So uh, let's just jump right into the first Thanksgiving game. We have the Bills taking on the Giants. And for Dawson Knox here, I have him as a sit, but he is actually coming off of probably his best game of the season, a clean uh, seven target, seven reception for 70 yard game, a lot of sevens in there, 83% route participation, which is very strong at the tight end position. And he saw six targets in week 10. So nothing crazy, but when we're looking at like these fringe tight end options, I mean, that's honestly what we can be hoping for in a uh, high scoring offense with some touchdown upside. And so seven targets this past week, six in uh, week 10. Before that, he had only seen uh, six or more targets once in the first seven games. So maybe with a solid performance here against the Lions, he becomes a fantasy viable option moving forward. I've talked about this, but he's someone I really liked as a uh, tight end who was going in that like late round range. Definitely has not panned out so far. Maybe he can turn it around a rest of season. On the other side with the Lions, going to be sitting Brock Wright, who has kind of taken over for TJ Hawkinson, but definitely not comparable in terms of uh, production. Now in the second Thanksgiving game, we have the Giants taking on the Cowboys. We saw uh, Lawrence Cager take over for the Giants in terms of most routes run at the tight end position. Obviously, we're going to be sitting him. On the other side with the Cowboys, I feel very confident firing up Dalton Schultz as a mid-tier tight end one rest of season. So sitting Cager, starting Dalton Schultz. Hopefully I'm saying uh, Cager's name right. Honestly, did not even know he existed until I checked the uh, you know route participations for that week. Um, now moving over to the final Thanksgiving game, Patriots taking on the Vikings. For the Patriots, we're still seeing a uh, split here in routes between Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith making both of them just unplayable for fantasy. On the other side with the Vikings, I went more in depth on uh, TJ Hawkinson in the trade target video. I think he's someone who's gonna be trending up rest of season. He has been targeted at least nine times in all three of his Vikings games. So the usage is totally there. Like I said, I think there are gonna be better games coming for Hawkinson. And I think he's a very strong start this week. We have the Broncos taking on the Panthers to start off these Sunday games. And I still like Greg Dolchich a lot moving forward. He's had two down games after three straight double-digit performances. The usage is still there. You know, he's uh, his route participation is 80-plus consistently. The offense he's on here with the Broncos is obviously going to be a limiting factor moving forward, but I do still think he can be a, a fringe play rest of season, maybe a start in weeks with uh, lots of bye weeks. On the other side with the Panthers, Nothing going on here at the tight end position, whether it's Ian Thomas or Tommy Tremble, going to be sitting, you know, anyone playing the tight end position for the Panthers in the Buccaneers-Browns matchup. For the Buccaneers, when we had Cam Brate out for a few weeks, we saw Kate Otten kind of step in, have a solid role. But then unfortunately, once Cam Brate came back, they kind of just, you know, gave the receiving opportunities back over to Brate, which I think is weird. I think Otten is the clear better receiver here. But, you know, lots of questionable decisions going on there with that, uh, 
you know, Bucks offense. So at this point, both of these guys are going to be sits. On the other side with the Browns, I've been someone who's uh, very high on David Njoku. You know, I thought he was going to be a solid start in his first game back. Unfortunately, he was limited in his return. So only a 37% snap share, only a 41% raw participation. When you're actually looking at the uh, overall tight end opportunities that were there, kind of unfortunate that he was limited because he could have had a really big day. Harrison Bryant had a decent game and, you know, also missed out on some opportunities, dropped a touchdown pass had another one where he couldn't get the second foot down. If that's David Njoku in there, this is probably you know a massive performance out of Njoku. So I still think he's going to be a very viable start rest of season, but I have him as a fringe play this week. I think we can anticipate a jump in usage, but if he's going from maybe 41% raw participation to 65, that probably puts him in the fringe category. I just think it's probably you know a little too optimistic to project him to jump up from like 41 back to like 75, 80, which is where we want him. So he's going to be a fringe option. Hopefully he does see that, you know, middle jump um, and then sitting Harrison Bryant in the Ravens-Jaguars game for the Ravens, firing up Mark Andrews as basically the tight end two behind Kelsey, who's the clear cut number one. Evan Ingram has been a guy whose route participation has always been very solid. Unfortunately, it just hasn't led to great production. So I think at some point, if the production is not there, we have to pivot away until he shows us something different. In the Texans-Dolphins matchup, for the Texans, sitting Jordan Aikens here. For the Dolphins, Mike Gusecki has shown flashes of being fantasy relevant. Unfortunately, his usage hasn't really stuck. There was a week or two in there where his route participation was in the 70-80% area. It hasn't been there as of late, which is going to make him a sit moving forward until that changes. In the Bears-Jets matchup, we had Cole Komet coming off of two just back-to-back monster performances, two touchdown receptions in both of those. He doesn't have like a total bust game, but nothing crazy. He had a spectacular one-handed catch uh, like up the middle while getting hit. We have the news of Justin Fields potentially missing some time day-to-day right now. My overall take is that I'm guessing they're going to be pretty cautious with him. No sense in letting him go out there, push it, get hurt even more. So I think Cole Komet will likely still be a fringe option. This is kind of a a debate I've talked about. I think in like every single video, Justin Fields makes this Bears offense probably less pass heavy than they would be with Trevor Simeon coming in. But I also think the offense could just be so terrible with Simeon in that you don't really get to see the benefit of more passing volume. So that's the dilemma there. I think he can be a back end fringe option, you know, regardless of who is playing quarterback. On the other side with the Jets, definitely going to be sitting uh, Tyler Conklin. I talk about a lot of these tight ends where they've had some stretches throughout the season where they have been relevant and have had really strong route participations. For Tyler Conklin, it just hasn't happened as of late. For the uh, Bengals-Titans matchup, going to be uh, having Hayden Hurst here as a fringe option. This is where he's going to slide in week to week. He doesn't have much week to week volume that's locked in, but he's always going to have some touchdown upside, you know, playing on one of the uh, best passing attacks in the NFL. We have Austin Hooper coming off of a, a big day. I believe he scored two touchdowns uh, last Thursday night football. This is just not something that I think is going to continue moving forward. I think he had a big day, not counting on it, you know, in the future, especially here against the uh, Bengals in week 12. So he is still going to be a sit this week, even though he's coming off of that big day. In the Falcons-Commanders matchup, insult to injury here for Kyle Pitts. He's been rough all season long. Massive disappointment for fantasy. 
not even really his fault. It's more just due to the situation. But now he has a knee injury put on IR, probably going to be out for the season. So now we go over to Parker Hesse, who, you know, throughout the season, it seemed like Arthur Smith couldn't wait to get this dude on the field. He had outsnapped Kyle Pitts in a few games, which was just wild. But obviously, fantasy-wise, nothing going on here. If Kyle Pitts wasn't getting it done, I can promise you Parker Hesse is not going to get it done. On the other side with the Commanders, we had Logan Thomas put together a game where it was, you know, maybe like there's some life there. The raw participation wasn't great, so I'm not ready to list him as a fringe option, but it's possible he becomes relevant again, just not going to be banking on it after one decent week. In the uh, uh, Cardinals-Chargers matchup here, we saw Gerald Everett miss their Week 11 game. I think if Everett is healthy and not limited, I think he will be a fringe option. He probably becomes less viable with these weapons starting to get healthy, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. But in a uh, tight end position where I feel like there's been a lot of recent injuries, Ertz, Goddard, Kyle Pitts, he could be someone who is still on the radar. For the Cardinals, I was pretty interested in seeing how Trey McBride looked. In terms of the stat line, it wasn't great. Just eyeballing the usage, it seemed pretty solid. Don't have the... uh, exact numbers while I'm recording this. We'll see if he can, you know, see a little bit of an upgrade when this offense has Kyler out there, potentially Marquise Brown back. But right now I would be uh, leaning towards a sit there with Trey McBride. In the Raiders-Seahawks game, not a ton going on here at the tight end position for the Raiders with Darren Waller out. Foster Moreau's been the guy, just hasn't really been putting together great production. So he's going to be a sit for the Seahawks. Noah Fant has kind of recently been flirting with some decent production. He's just locked into a split here where I'm just not uh, trying to trust him in my lineup moving forward. It would be nice to see them use Fant as the clear number one. It just hasn't really happened so far. In probably one of the better tight end matchups of the week, we have the Rams taking on the Chiefs. And Tyler Higby was someone that I was interested in watching this week because he had a solid, what was it, week 10? Solid week 10 performance. The usage was okay. It wasn't what it was earlier in the year, but his actual stat line was solid. So I was wondering, like, is he going to keep that usage from week 10 or is he going to see a jump here in week 11? And he saw a nice bounce back, 89% raw participation. This is what we were looking at with Higby early on in the season where he was a very reliable option. He led the team with eight targets. I think if he can maintain that usage, he's going to be a very strong start moving forward and is someone that I have as a start this week. Then for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey really just breaking the tight end position, just so much better than any other option there. You've got Kelsey and then like a huge gap to Andrews and then a huge gap to everyone else. So he really is just dominating the tight end position. In the Saints 49ers matchup, it was time to bump up Jawan Johnson to probably a pretty strong fringe play. The dude's gotten to the end zone, I think five touchdowns in the past five weeks. The volume hasn't been crazy, but at some point, the tight end position is weak. You got to ride the hot hand, and Jawan Johnson is the hot hand there in uh, New Orleans. For the 49ers, George Kittle coming off of a big game on Monday Night Football. He's not going to have a super high weekly floor just because there are so many mouths to feed in that offense. Like if he goes out here on Sunday, catches two passes for 20 yards, I wouldn't be shocked. But like we know, he has a very high ceiling, clearly one of the most talented uh, tight ends in the NFL. So firing up George Kittle as a great week-to-week play. On Sunday night football, we have the Packers taking on the Eagles. Not a ton going on here fantasy-wise. Sitting Tanyan and uh, definitely sitting Jack Stoll for the Eagles. It seems like that position is kind of just going to be basically nothing 
with Dallas Goddard out until he comes back potentially later on in the season. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Steelers taking on the Colts. Pat Frymuth continues to see very, very solid volume. I think he is a strong start moving forward. And then on the other side, Colts tight end room is always just a committee week to week. So sitting Moali Cox, uh, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods, whatever name you want to throw in there. But that is going to wrap it up for every single week 12 tight end. As always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Last video of the uh, week, I guess. See you guys next Monday. I will be responding to all the comments. Hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving if you do celebrate. But thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.